0: I'm Rob. I'm Nate, and welcome back to Rob and Nate Record a Podcast. This week we are on week two of Natalie Portman month, mm-hmm. and we watched the 2004 film Closer.
1: And you know, when you think about or 2004,
0: closer. yeah, when
1: you think of cl- Closer, when you think about 2004, it really is either either this or The Princess Diary Two when it comes to best family film of the year.
0: And you're going to call this a best family <laughs> film of the year. <laughs>
1: Or the exact opposite.
0: Yeah. Now, I intentionally... We are just having minutes ago finished this film. I intentionally did not ask Nate for any reaction upon ending the film because I wanted a blind reaction coming into recording this episode. I I
1: think you know my reaction.
0: Well, what are your first reactions to this film? Have you seen this before? I've not
1: seen this before. I have heard of it. I, I, I I was more familiar with this film going in than i, I was. think than you were yeah because when you selected i didn't bring anything up but i knew that this film had a reputation of being kind of naughty
0: Uh huh. like that would have dissuaded us yeah true <laughs> <laughs> but yeah what was your uh reactions to this uh, first reactions. I, my
1: first reactions to it um i found it unpleasant yeah and i i had commented entirely unpleasant not or, entirely unpleasant but or
0: just because of certain on characters the
1: whole unpleasant i i i had mentioned before that i have a hard time with a film i need i need a rooting interest mm-hmm. i didn't feel like i had a rooting interest in this i didn't I, there's nobody i really liked you didn't come to like film.
0: natalie portman's character
1: <sighs> relatively compared to some of the other characters in this there's there's
0: yeah i <sighs> i guess you could say she's the only character in this film it, not to despise
1: yeah, I mean I get i didn't like it, but it's also good. Uh-huh. Like it it in the way it's executed, obviously Mike Nichols is kind of a genius. He's uh-huh. been doing this kind of stuff for decades. Uh did the graduate, uh he did Angels in America, he did uh Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. So this kind of tortured relationship thing is a thing that he he's known
0: for doing. He's also done some tr- some great comedy yeah. like Birdcage. Mm-hmm. Which you didn't see until relatively recently. Yeah,
1: within the last year. Yeah. So he's doing a very specific thing here, and he's doing it well, but I didn't like it. And I didn't get a lot out of it. And I, I don't think it's more clever than it is insightful.
0: So going into this, I did not realize that this was a stage play. Yeah. Or adapted from a stage play. I was probably halfway into the movie before I realized this was adapted from a stage play, and so that first half of the movie, when I didn't know that this was adapted from a stage play, I kind of felt lost and wondered where this was going. As soon as I realized this was a stage play, I had a difficult time seeing this as anything but a stage play. And some plays, stage plays, are do a better job being adapted to the big screen than others. I guess this did an okay job. Yeah, I mean it did okay. But this was no fences. No.
1: But, I mean, this was able to open it up. I mean, there are in a lot of different settings here.
0: Yeah, but look at... I don't know if you noticed this. I, again, I didn't notice it until we got, like, halfway through the movie. But at that point, like, all of the the sets look like sets. I don't know if you noticed, most of the sets, there are no ceilings. Hmm. Because they... In fact, like, the, the apartment where Julia Roberts and Clive Owen are... Yeah. There's no ceiling, and you can see black over the top of the walls. Can you? Yeah. I I didn't notice that. Just like a stage set. Mm -hmm.
1: Nobody tripped over any sandbags, though.
0: Which is something Nate would do. Yeah. So, in this movie, Natalie Portman plays a young lady who we are introduced to by the name of Alice. Mm -hmm. Spoiler, not her name in the movie, even. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jude Law plays a character named Dan. Clive Owen plays a dermatologist named Larry. And Julia Roberts plays uh, Anna. This and, is
1: a love quadrangle.
0: Yes, and I don't know that I love the love quadrangle. Now, I guess this is, here's another question for you: mm-hmm. Who's the more detestable character, Clive Owen or Jude Law?
1: Well, I I th- I, I had mentioned while we we're watching this, we're gonna have to make an a hole ranking. Yeah, but I film.
0: think Jude Law and Clive Owen stay on top of it, though. Mm-hmm. Julia Roberts makes an effort to get mm-hmm. you know to crack yeah. into that top two. Which is kind of a different role for Julia Roberts to be in. Uh You know, I mean, she's known as America's sweetheart, you Mm -hmm. know. And she did not reach for that role in this movie. Uh, Clive Owen's the worst son of a gun in this movie. Although uh, Jude Law is not far behind, especially with that ending.
1: I mean, I'd have to rank it Clive, uh, Jude Law, and then uh, Julia Roberts, and then Natalie Portman.
0: See, but Natalie Portman I actually came to respect in this film. Natalie Portman doesn't really ever do anything per, you know particularly bad end. in this film. Even kind of. then I can kind of respect it. I mean the, the way he's treated her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and actually it's foreshadowed from the beginning of the film because that that's how they meet. She says that she came to London because of a bad, the ending of a bad relationship and she told him that she didn't love him and walked out. So oh. that's the only way to end a relationship. She says that right at the beginning of the oh, movie. No so that's exactly what happens at the end of the movie. It,
1: it's smart, you know. It, it it is a smart movie. It, it in many ways it's well done. Uh, certainly although, the dialogue,
0: although a lot of the smartness doesn't really come around until you're about two thirds of the you know or three quarters of the way into the film. There's a lot of stuff that happens that you see coming, and as soon as they start setting the scene up, you're like, "No, don't do this." Yeah. But then when it starts to come around at the end, you're like,
1: "You do kind." Of, I I mean, I yelled at the screen several times.
0: Yeah yeah
1: and like just don't make stupid decisions that's dumb don't do that
0: yep yep and some of them you can see coming some of them are a little bit less obvious some of them are intentionally set up so you can only figure them out after the fact but yeah what did you think of the way they do their time jumps here
1: time jumps were interesting uh i thought that worked uh, it it's perhaps a little disorienting but i think you catch up pretty quick you quickly realize that the jumps between scenes can can be a year yeah, And it doesn't have something at the bottom of the screen telling you 12 months later or something No, like you that. just get
0: like a, a quick flash of yeah. the white screen. I think it works. I would have preferred if they had done something more, I guess, stage-esque. Mm-hmm. I felt like they were so quick, sometimes it, it left you a little t- too disoriented the coming into the next The first couple
1: kind of did. And then once you realize that this film does that, then it was less so.
0: Well, even towards the end, some of the jumps, I was like, "Okay, wait, how far was this jump? You know things and like there that.
1: are times in which you're like, "Did we just jump?" Yeah you're like, "Oh no, that's it's not a jump, okay,
0: yeah it was I felt like it was interesting, and I actually respected Natalie Portman's character at the end of the film. She was precisely what she was all along, mm-hmm. and in fact she most of the movie we know her by the name Alice Ayers, and it turns out that that is not her name at all. And at one point, she's in a strip club being harassed by Larry. as she's a stripper, in -hmm. case you were unaware. Um, And she's being harassed by Larry to to tell her her real name. And she tells him her name is um, Jane Jane Jones. And he refuses to believe her. And at the end of the film, when she goes back to to New York, we see her passport and her name genuinely is Jane Jones. So everyone in this film who knows her, uh, and in fact a book has even been written about her, Under a pseudonym of Alice Ayers, and where does she get that pseudonym?
1: From the park.
0: Yeah, and the park is. Let me. So
1: I I assume this must be an actual park. It is, and I can tell you exactly where it is. And it has little plaques over the park dedicated to people who died, uh, gave their lives while saving other people's lives. And the actual um, Alice Ayers died saving some children, three
0: children. So the park Dan and Alice walk through at the beginning of the film is Postman's Park in London near St. Paul's Cathedral. The plaques that Natalie Portman and Jude Law's characters, and this comes from IMDb, uh, look at early in the film and to which he returns at the end are part of the memorial to heroic self-sacrifice unveiled in the year 1900. This commemorates ordinary Britons who died trying to save the lives of others. Your artist George Frederick Watts, who lobbied for years for funding for the project, was particularly inspired by the example of Alice Ayers, a domestic servant who died in 1885 saving three children from a fire. That, and that's the name that Portman's character steals and uses for the rest. Of the- it's
1: ironic that the park is dedicated to self-sacrifice
0: when this film is about really selfish people. Yeah. You know? Not just selfish people, but self-sabotage. Hmm. So, Yeah. They're yeah.
1: unpleasant individuals,
0: as Nate keeps alluding to. Mm. Nate really likes some of the lyrics from this, some of the lines from this uh, this movie. Do you want to relate some, and then i
1: well, the one that comes to mind,
0: the one I wrote
1: down is the uh, quote of the film that says, "Absolutely nothing, really.
0: Uh, everything is a version of something else." And it, there, as it turns out, there's a number of lines from this movie that have since been turned into song lyrics. And again, this comes from IMDb. Um, It also, some of the lyrics have been used as titles of songs. Fallout Boys, thanks for the memories. The lyrics says, he tastes like you, only sweeter. Which is what Anna says to Larry about Daniel when they're fighting in their apartment. Mm -hmm. Um, This is when Anna, played by Julie Roberts, leaves Larry, the dermatologist played by Clive Owen, the first time for Daniel, who's played by Clive Owen. Um, no, Daniel's... Or, yeah, Daniel's... Cly- Dan is Jude Law's character. Dan is Jude Law. Oh, right.
1: yeah. Yeah. Jude Law. For he some did. reason, I thought I thought he was Ian McEwen, or Ian, for, for like, Ian McGregor for, like, a lot of the film.
0: Well, I thought your references... <laughs> yeah. I thought your references were for... um He plays Dumbledore in Fantastic Beasts. I'm going to find them. All right. And, I, yeah, I just didn't reconcile that. Mm-hmm. But then also Fall Out Boy, in another song, they use the lyric, or they turn a line into a lyric, and it says, I love everything about you that hurts, which is a line that Larry says to Alice in the club, meaning the strip club. Mm-hmm. Panic at the Disco has a song called, Lying is the most fun a girl can have with without, uh, without taking her clothes off, which is a line Alice says to Larry in the club, and the second part of that line that Alice says is another song titled, But It's Better If You Do. So, Panic at the Disco and Fall Fallout Boy in particular have fans. used these these lines from this movie as lyrics. This film was also nominated for two Oscars. Are you familiar with which two? As one acting? Both are for acting. Oh.
1: I'm going to guess Natalie Portman?
0: Yep. Natalie Portman did get nominated for an Oscar for Best Supporting Actress, or and Actress in a Supporting Role.
1: And then uh, I'm going to say Julia Roberts. No. No.
0: Who? Clive Owen. Clive Owen, really? Got nominated for um, Best Actor in a Supporting Role. I
1: mean, it is quite the performance. He's yeah. a he's A. He's not a pleasant man.
0: Yeah. I, it was nominated for um, 47 other awards uh, for, through various yeah, platforms yeah. and won 22 awards. But that's part of why this ended up on our list is this is one of the films that Natalie Portman ends up nominated for, uh, you know, with an award nomination for. Probably not one of her most pleasant or enjoyable films no, no. and we should also clarify that the reason black swan isn't on our list for this month is because we both have independently already seen that film and are familiar with it and and felt that we prefer to see films that we haven't seen before yeah. or that at least we'll one see of things us. that we we've seen before but
1: on on but generally if large... we
0: can find stuff that either only one of us has seen or neither of us has seen that's the preference mm. so that's why uh, we chose some of these that were a little bit different uh, mm-hmm. and you know maybe not her not
1: the not what you would usually put in the top four
0: yeah well actually these were uh in the top five All right. or at least in the top 10 list that i looked at for natalie portman so mm-hmm. um or at least in terms of from her performances mm-hmm. so yeah
1: yeah 23 year old natalie portman really trying to shed that star wars
0: image yes she was actually i got a kind of another uh, among, among other things that she sheds yes at the beginning of again, this is also from IMDB's trivia section. At the beginning of filming, Natalie Portman gave Julia Roberts a necklace that said cunt in honor of her character's foul mouth. And at the end of filming, Roberts gave Portman a little a necklace that said Lil Cunt. Okay. So one other tidbit I'm not sure if you're aware of, Clive Owen actually played Dan, Jude Law's character, in the original stage oh, really? production. Interesting. Yeah the stage production was relatively successful it it ran on broadway i believe it was 192 shows and yeah. uh it was or, let's see it ran for 172 performances and was nominated for the 1999 tony award for best play you know i i i didn't enjoy this film but i'd almost be interested
1: in reading the stage play yeah i almost feel like i would have enjoyed
0: this more reading it than watching it that's that's possible well, speaking of how much you did or didn't like this, how would you rate this film?
1: You know, I, it is very, it's well done. And and as I said, the director trying to communicate a very specific thing. And it's like you are supposed to kind of feel cold and feel isolated from these characters. So he does that very well. But at the same time, as a movie watching experience, I didn't like it. In fact, I'm a person who does not, stop films i mean it's rare for me to not finish a film once i've started it had i not been watching this as part of the podcast i don't know if i would have really actually completed this film
0: really yeah see i'm someone who a a good ending can kind of redeem a film for me i would say i I didn't really enjoy the first half of this film mm-hmm. i didn't enjoy it that much at all the ending brought this back around for me and i actually would give this a positive score overall I would actually rate this probably two and a half stars, mm. which is not a glowing endorsement, but it, it came back around for me, and I actually liked the ending. I liked. I actually think that Natalie Portman's character, I enjoyed her performance, and I enjoyed the character that she portrayed in this film, and I thought it came back around. Yeah, there's kind of a little bit an interesting tidbit I'll read about the ending in this film here in just a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it came back around for me, and I so I'd give it two and a half stars on the four star scale. On the ten star scale, I think I'd probably give this. Seven stars,
1: I think this is one I'm gonna to have to sit on for a while. Uh-huh. But my preliminary, even though I recognize how well done it is, I have to balance that with the degree in which I did not enjoy watching it. Uh-huh. So I'm going to give it two on a four star scale, could potentially be like one and a half or one. I mean, there are, there are times in this film where I was just hating it, I would
0: have won it. Oh, I would have given the first half of this a one, yeah, yeah, uh, and probably a five
1: but we may have to revisit both this and um Leon the Leon professional once we've had I've had more time to think on it because as as I said early on I think we could be in a real competitive month when it comes to the worst film
0: yeah uh, that we watched yeah. so how would you guess this rates on IMDb
1: probably pretty highly 7 7 yeah.
0: 6 7 it's a uh, 7.2 as its mm-hmm. aggregate all right with 198,000 people voting how do you think this went in the box office?
1: Okay, I mean it had big stars, especially for the time.
0: Yeah, uh, are you familiar with any of its box office numbers? Uh, I'm not. Uh, its budget is an estimated twenty seven million.
1: How did they spend twenty seven million dollars
0: on this? Salaries All for salaries four people, for...
1: and 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 nickels.
0: Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it's opening weekend domestically was seven point seven million. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you're thrilled with that off uh, of a twenty seven so, million uh, dollar budget. Uh, yeah. Domestic, any guesses?
1: Uh, It made its money back. 30 million, 40 million?
0: 33 million, 33.9 million Uh uh, domestically. Worldwide gross, any guesses here? Uh, Add 50% to that. More than double, well, more than triple. Oh, really? 115.5 million.
1: I wonder where this was really popular.
0: I would imagine this would be popular in Germany. I'm thinking Germany. (laughs) I would say all over Europe it would be popular. Yeah. I could even see this being popular in parts of asia yeah so um i haven't looked any of that up so i'm not sure one other uh tidbit i wanted to throw in here again this comes from the imdb trivia section and this is uh, a bit of a spoiler but this is a reference to the end of the movie and i thought was one of the more interesting little things i read about this and it brings the movie background kind of full circle The, the movie opens with natalie portman's character walking into a street and getting hit by a car. And that's how she and Clive Owen are kind of first, first meet and start to fall in love. But the, this says, the film stays very true to the original play upon which it's based, with one major exception. And the play closed with Dan and Anna, which would be uh, Jude Law and Julie Roberts' characters, speaking briefly on a park bench several years after Alice and Dan's breakup. Dan tells her that Alice had been hit in a car by New York in New York and had died, and that he was the only one authorities could find to identify her body. However, the film closes showing Alice alive, well, and confidently walking the streets of Manhattan. But the very last shot as she's walking across a road in Manhattan is a pan tilt up to a red don't walk signal, thus hinting that her, uh, that her fate as in the play might be fulfilled. So kind of an interesting comes background. Uh, according to the play, she's supposed to get hit at the end of the film as well as she did at the beginning. So... Yep. Closure for yep. the Closer. Yep. Not the closer with Kara Sedwick. Yeah. Nobody which solved actually...
1: any crime in this
0: movie. Do you know when the 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 closer comes out? Same same time. Two thousand five. Two thousand five. Yeah. It comes out a year later. So, yeah. Um, like I said, I would recommend this film. Not a strong recommendation. Uh, if you like screenplays that are adapted to film, it, this is probably one you ought to see. Natalie Portman's performance is good. Clive Owen's I guess I can kind of see being a good acting performance, but he's a prick. Yeah. So, not he's, one I would. He's good at being that. Yeah. yeah, in this film. So, any other thoughts on this?
1: You know, I would say that if you and your family have seen The Princess Diaries 2, then, you know, don't don't see this.
0: So I'm kind of curious, because you've mentioned Princess Diaries 2 a few times now. Uh, Is that what you watched to fulfill your 2004? No, that was not. (laughs) But I googled
1: it when I had the idea of making the family movie joke about this movie. It's like, what's another 2004
0: family movie? (laughs) Oh, okay. I settled on the Princess Diaries 2. (laughs) There you go. All right. Well, I'm Rob. I'm Nate. And this is Rob and Nate Record a Podcast. Yep. So you didn't like this? Uh, No. Yeah? I didn't enjoy it. Yeah. You don't think you'll come around on it?
1: At I all? don't know, I might because I recognize how good it is at, at, at what it was trying to do. We uh-huh. We're you're supposed to piss you off. You're supposed to not like these people. Yeah. And I think maybe I just need to kind of let that float through my brain for a while and see if it could. because there's been movies I've seen where the intention is to piss you off and they pissed me off and then once and then I kind of came to realize, ah, like This is what they this were this is to what do. it and and it's it's good that it did that. But I don't know if there's anything that redemptive in this to justify that.
0: Like I said, for me, Natalie Portman's performance was that. I liked her character in mm. this film. Or you know, She's she the was, most likable of the film. Well, she was so free spirited and the way she comes back around and the film ends essentially as it begins. You mm. know, for me that was like I said, that that was redemptive to me.
1: So. I've 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 told you my my, my issue with Natalie Portman. No. My issue with Natalie Portman has to do with when I first became aware of Natalie Portman, which was in 1999, the release of the Star Wars The Phantom Menace, which happened my senior year.
0: Was that 99 or 2000? Yeah, it was
1: 99.
0: Oh, you're right. You're right. My bad.
1: And I did everybody was so fixated. floored, fixated by her, the other, other cis males mm-hmm. of my uh, age group. And that just kind of turned me off. I'm like, oh, no, no, I, no, I don't want to like her
0: because everybody else likes her too much. Yeah. But you liked Black Swan and you like... Yeah, I I
1: do like her as an actress. I mean, but my initial impression was to be skeptical of her.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I mean, she seems to have had genuine talent she's, from she's the a very her good actress yeah career. i mean
1: we we saw that last week when we watched yeah. leon i mean some of the just her face what she could do well, with her one face of
0: the, one of the films i was most aware of her from early on was where the heart is mm-hmm. have you i've seen, seen that i've seen, them, or yeah, seen, it recently? seen that several times yeah which seemed like a you know a good performance
1: well you have that uh, connection to the film uh, well but i wasn't connection
0: yeah but that didn't come around until much later mm-hmm. all right <laughs> sold your soul for the airtime no, I've
1: already sold airtime on the show we, we...
0: I mean if you've got a sponsor I'll, I'll drop things to <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> alright you about ready that actually might make a good like outtake yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess let's hear you test your levels I'm testing my levels that looked alright uh-huh. you ready everything
1: Army. is a version of something else
0: We're going to get into the song lyrics part of this in just a Mm minute. Okay. I promise we're getting into it.